Welcome to Talk of the Town, a podcast by The Town FC, where we have candid conversations with Bay Area athletes, sports influencers, and individuals pushing the game forward. I'm your host, L. Johnson. This week, we sat down with brothers Julio and Oscar Cervantes. The Oakland natives and town council members talk about their experiences growing up in the Latino community of Fruitvale. Oscar Julio, what's good, fellas? How y'all doing today? We good, man. How you doing? What up, man? Doing well? Yeah, chilling, chilling. Um, so let's get right into it. Like, I want y'all to tell us a little bit about your background. I know coming from Oakland, I don't know who wants to go first, but kind of tell us about about your upbringing, your upbringing, you know, your origin story, you know, when you fell in love with the game. Yeah, man, I could start. Um... As Julio, by the way, uh, I think it all started back when I was in seventh grade, really, when I started playing and fell in love with the game. Um, ironically, you know, I never really played soccer. So, granted, I was twelve years old when I when I when I started, you know, and, and in the soccer world, I feel like that's that's a little late, you know, a little late bloomer. Um, but yeah, you know, just, I was always into basketball and football, um, and, you know, living in a Latino community, which is Fruitvale, you know, like the little Fruitvale district in East Oakland, uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot of Latinos and they play soccer and, you know, one, one lunchtime, some homies, some friends were just like, Hey, who come, come kick the soccer ball around, you know? And I was like, you know, I've never played it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, turns out, you know, I fell in love with it. It was, it came with ease. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and uh, mm-hmm. I started pursuing it. Um, where I come from, you know, a lot of opportunities don't present themselves. I never really saw it as an opportunity to be like, you know what, this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna go after. It was more so like I fell in love with the game. This is what I love doing. So for in that instinct, and in that for that fact, I just you know kept tagging along with whatever it was that soccer was to offer. Um, and yeah, you know, slowly started playing for local clubs here and there, Bay Oaks, um, things like that, Earthquakes Academy. Um, later down the road, gave me the opportunity to play Division One soccer at the University of the Pacific, you know, so I'm very thankful for, for that journey. I'm very blessed to to have soccer in my life. Yeah, sure. Oscar, what about you? Yeah, I guess uh, something to add is Julio's my brother, so we have uh, similar similar experiences growing up. So um, I started I started playing soccer in the apartments we, we used to live in off of 27 in Foothill. Um, as a younger brother, you know, watching Julio play when when we were coming up, it was just kind of like his thing. But um, started playing in the same similar way. It's like nothing, nothing to expect. It's just more like come on, let's go, just have some fun and uh, kick the ball around with, with some friends in the apartment. You know, uh, we kind of block off all the cars from being able to enter and exit, so it was super fun. Uh, we had sidewalks. So it made it even more indoor feeling like uh, experience. So it was fun and. Uh, I remember playing it, you know, all night, all day. It was fun. Um, I went to a, to a small charter school in, in East Oakland called the Rice High School. That's where I played uh, high school soccer. Um, 
played uh, Bay Oaks for, for a season before uh, leaving to the University of California, Davis, where I played club men's soccer there and played MPSO with FC Davis for a season before graduating. And uh, yeah, here I am now playing uh, MPSO with Open Soccer Club. Dope, dope. So I know you guys touched on it a little bit, um, you know, a little bit about your background, a little bit about how soccer kind of came into your life. You started very recreationally, um, but talk a little bit more about life growing up. Like, what was it like, you know, growing up in in the Fruitvale district? Um, tell us about like the culture that's around there, like the sense of community. Like, talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, uh, the culture there is a lot of Latino, um, a lot of poverty, low income. Um, but nonetheless, a lot of people who are motivated and driven and really, I feel like, represent uh, the inner city of, of Oakland. You know, um, a lot of people with rich backgrounds, uh, a lot of culture, um, you know, that some live that lifestyle of like that grit and perseverance of what, what it means to be in Oakland. Um, so yeah, growing up in, in that environment, that community, you know, taught us, you know, to always, you know, pursue whatever it is that, that, that you want to do, that know that because you come from Oakland in this certain area that you have what it takes to be great. Um, and then that mentality of just like powering through anything, any obstacle, any challenges that came across our path. Um, and really, you know, can apply into the to the real world and to, to what it means to come across these challenges and obstacles and, and find ways within soccer to maneuver through those, work around them and, and, and persevere and, and get to wherever it is that, that you have set in mind. So, you know, very thankful and very blessed to, to be in that position and have that experience to, you know, lack of words, say, you know, that we came from where we came from and, and, and we're still going, you know, not to say that we got anywhere. It's just we've managed to overcome a lot of things. So one thing that has taught me is just to keep moving, keep pushing to through whatever it is that comes across my path. So what role, so, what yeah. role did soccer play in that, if any? Like, did it help you kind of stay out of trouble? Like, what? Did it... I mean, yeah, for sure. You know, I think um, growing up, I went to middle school at the school called Urban Promise Academy, relatively small, about 400 students, um, you know, and, and it was soccer, school, nothing else. You know, and once high school hit, it was during the time where it was just a lot going on. I went to Fremont High um, and there was a lot going on, you know, a lot of temptations here and there. If it wasn't for soccer, who knows? you know, what path I would have gone down by or, or came across by. Um, but yeah, soccer definitely played a huge role in, 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 in my life, preventing me from going certain places and, and being around certain individuals. But, you know, um, either way, very appreciative, appreciative of just that presence and that experience. You know, just going through that. I know it's tough times, but it molded me to to who I am in that essence. 
Yo, yo, I'm at a, I'm at a stadium right now, so it might be a little loud, so, so excuse me for that. But um, hopefully I can hear me well. Can y'all? Cool. Um, to, to, to add up to uh, add on to what Julio's saying, I think we had, we had to learn a whole lot on the fly. Feel me? Like uh, our, our family, our parents come migrated in '93, '94 from Michoacan, Mexico, from a small little pueblo called La Palma. '93, '94, and uh, same way as we did, they had to to understand and, and learn the system of, of what. You know, not only Oakland culture, but, you know, just the, the state's culture itself. So, um, growing up, you know, we had to do a lot of translating and a lot of growing up at an early age. We had to mature super early and uh, and really, really uh, kind of set set the tone for, for, for ourselves and, and what we wanted to do, you know. So, we were always uh, moving with, with that always in mind, you know. Um, Know, always keeping in mind where we come from and, and the struggles and, and everything that comes with it come, come with that experience, you know. Uh, so definitely soccer has played a big part of, of our life, you know, um, keeping uh, keeping us out the streets, as, as many of y'all already know, you know, like Oakland streets is, is no joke, especially in East Oakland, you know, where we where we come from. And, uh, being, being a part of that whole, whole thing and having soccer be the love you know the thing that, that brought us joy and uh, kept us out of trouble is just a very beautiful thing I think now something that you don't really uh maybe acknowledge as, as you're going through it at the at the age you know at a young age especially being you know going to going to Fremont like Julio like you know Fremont High is, is pretty pretty tough you know but especially back in the day my experience is a little different um I went to a smaller, smaller high school. I was my graduating class is only four students, so it's it's uh, a different experience. So um, yeah, I kind of molded it and shaped who I am. You know? Yeah, most definitely. Um, so we've had. I've, I have another podcast, but I've had a couple of people from the town on that show. Um, one being Kevin Gonzalez. Um, he talks about like the rich, like legendary men's league culture in the Bay Area. Um, did y'all have the opportunity to play in any of the men's leagues? Um, and then, you know, how did those, how did those, if you did, how did that like help or hurt your development? Yeah, man. First of all, shout out to KG. That's my boy uh, doing his thing out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I grew up playing in adult leagues uh, the adult culture, uh, when I was like 16, 15, 16, I think it was 16, you know, it was a, it's a whole different ball game. You know, I managed to, to play for this local like club that, um, one of our family relatives had created, you know, from a, a name from back home in Mexico called La Palma and you know, I managed to play again with uh, this other guy, older guy at the time, obviously, much older. But just to be able to play around him was super dope, taught me a lot. Uh, he was down in Mexico playing with, like, Chivas, you know. Um, he didn't get to do his debut, according to my dad, because one of the players have uh, literally slid tackled and, and broke his ankle or, or, or something. Uh, and was out, couldn't de debut. Um, so I was very fortunate to just play with, with with ballers like that. 
who taught me a lot as a, as a 16 year old and they were what like maybe 30 mid 30s you know early 40s like they taught me a lot you know and the culture and, and the style of play was so different it was like that latino culture you know where it was like very rough you know maybe not technically the best football but it was like we're trying to win we're trying to score some goals you're not going to get by me type stuff it was a grind it was real competitive you know like and that taught me a lot because I was playing with them and whenever I would go and, and, and train and play with the Earthquakes Academy team like it seemed like like it was easy to me you know just because I was playing with older older people and they the experience was way different from like a 16 year old kid um play with them play with farolito like all these teams here in the bay area uh and really they really like molded and shaped i wouldn't say my style of play but like that mentality of like there's a lot of one a lot of good players out there who are seeking the same thing who are eager and motivated to win and be in the passion that soccer brings you know it's it's all there it's all in one package so you know came across a lot of people who were just gifted you know with the game of soccer and you know it just never took it to the next level for for a lot of reasons you know um maybe the the opportunity never presented itself or or whatever the case might be but Definitely the the culture of those that that generation of like just me personally teaching me was you know fundamental in, in the game um, and being raised around that was crucial. Yeah, like he said, um, Julio's a three three and a half years older than I am. So when you get to fifteen year old, sixteen years old, that's kind of when maybe 14 is when they start to throw you in. And I'd say they as in like the pops and, and the uncles, you know, the the OGs and the families throw you in into, into the to the league or to the team. They're, they're playing in at the time, you know, and um, you, you develop what is, what we call it, colmillo. I don't know what the correct translation is into English, but colmillo basically means it's like, you gotta toughen up, you know, you're like 15, 14, you gotta, you're playing with some, some grown men, so you gotta toughen up, you gotta, Got to learn how to how to maneuver and play a certain way at, at that at that level at that age, and um, definitely taught us a lot, you know. And um, as as you can probably tell, you know. Um, but again, it's it's hella fun. It's all it's all family. The competition is there. Um, one of those things where you kind of wake up or like you go through the week and you're just kind of like waiting for that that game day, you know, and, uh, just looking forward to that to that Sunday game or whatever it was. So. Hella fun. <laughs> Do y'all have any memories that kind of stand out from your time playing men's league? <laughs> in the in just playing in general. Yeah. Um, I think a lot. I have a lot of my fondest memories back in in, in college, University of the Pacific. Uh, I think it was a very great experience. Uh, the program was new. Uh, we were one of the first signees and uh, to, to get the program started. Uh, shout out my boy Tristan Blackman, plays for the Whitecaps. Um, grew up playing, I mean, you know, we played together in college and first year was was 
was pretty rough. I think we won one game out of 15 or whatever. Second year was still rough. Won two games, I believe, or if that. Uh, and the third year was when we really just blew up. We had the biggest turnaround in, in the NCAA history. Uh, made it to playoffs and all of that good stuff. Um, but definitely, you know, one of the memories that I have is uh, just scoring six, you know, six times uh, in, in, in six weeks. There was a stretch where I was just scoring in every game, you know, and all of those were just memories to me just because, like, it felt good, you know, to be able to help the team in, in that sense. But it's all, it was also nice to, to just celebrate with my teammates, people who I call brothers now and, and who shared that same passion and everything since the moment we woke up to the moment we went to bed, you know, just doing everything together was just, you know, a great experience fondest memories that I have and you know don't take them from granted for sure <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd take uh, I'd talk more about the the experience in that Sunday games or the the that family league we uh, were playing in I'd say that was kind of one of my favorite uh, experiences playing football you know it was definitely not as competitive and as as skillful as as the the skill level we see now um, as adults, but I say it is the most fun, and, and I don't know how else to describe it, but um, we just kind of look up and you see, you know, aunts and, and cousins and friends and people you know, like throughout the whole team, and then look at the stands. You know, we're pulling like like 300, 200 people in the stands. You know, it's like kind of crazy, and it wasn't, you know. Yeah, it was, just, it was just super crazy and fun, and I remember all the all the all the, all the games and, and seeing how how the game would turn out. You know, the the competition, the the that's kind of when I was exposed to to like real smack talk and uh, you know just that 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 world of the of the competition in the sport. You know, uh, you get people talking mad stuff and uh, kind of just go with it, and you you. You kind of learn it and then you you apply that yourself you know at an early age when we're like 15 16 17 and gets the dose and, and the older guys is super fun yeah. Yo, julio you mentioned um you know like in the sunday leagues there's guys who never made it to that next level for whatever reason but you know you did make it to that next level um so talk about like your experience playing professionally and and, and playing professionally for like your hometown team what did that mean to you? What was it like? Yeah, man. I mean, I, you know, I always envisioned myself playing at the higher level. Um, and you know, when I when I received the opportunity, I was just mind blown. You know, especially in in, in the backyard. I always, as a kid, you know, I was like, damn, I'll be so dope to play in the like here in Oakland professionally where all my family and friends could come see me play, you know, at a bigger stage and stuff like that. Oh, I meant the world to me, you know, that was really cool. Um, yeah, you know, um, I think it all just correlates with, you know, just being on the right path, I guess, you know, uh, funny story is right after college, you know, I just started working being a PE teacher 
you know, and the opportunity presented itself and, you know, I took it and all the kids were like, oh, Coach Hula, you're leaving, blah, 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 you know, but nonetheless, I think it, you know, chose to go that path more so to just inspire other younger generations and, and, you know, to serve as a motivational vehicle for the younger generation to like, just tell them like, look, man, if I could do it, you can do it. You know, like, I think that to me goes a, a long way, you know, um, I guess in a way, just trying to, trying to be a, a person that, a role model, you know, cause growing up, I, I didn't really have that, you know, I didn't really have somebody who I could be like, oh, like, I'm trying to be like that, you know, like, I'm, he's a soccer player in, in, in Oakland, like, I'm trying to be like that, you know, mm-hmm. so, to me, it was more so the long term, just trying to, just trying to spark something in the community, you know, whatever that was, um, and I, obviously, the game of soccer is changing so rapidly, you know, uh, we have, like, 14, 15-year-old kids who are, debuting in, in the MLS, you know, and, and higher leagues like that. So, yeah, I think it's more so just in our community. Um, some of the kids growing up, including myself, we didn't really have that luxury, right? So to be able to just play in our backyard um, professionally, it was meant the world, you know. So very blessed and humbled. All right, so tell me one of like the craziest experiences you've had as a pro, either on the pitch or off the pitch. I mean, honestly, it's it's <laughs> it was before even like making the debut or anything, you know. But obviously, you know the the debut had to be the craziest experience thus far. You know, I think it's just very memorable and like to have. 7,000 people in the stands and you know it, it felt and it sounded like half of them were like cheering for me personally you know I had a lot of family and friends out there and I mean that experience alone was just like mind-blowing I would never you know never could have imagined that but it happened and it was hard to soak in at the moment now reflecting back on it it was like whoa that was like pretty cool you know um so yeah i would say i would say that time it it was uh at laney college we were playing against fc juarez um and and it was just memorable you know yeah for sure now we we all know that the game of soccer especially on a professional level can be super cutthroat like, what are some ways that teams can better support their players, both on and off the pitch, and also in in transition? Yeah, I mean, you know, in the pro environment, um, it's 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 very brutal at times. I feel like um, it is very competitive, even though like teams and and staff try to make it as hostile as possible (laughs) it's still that mentality of like you can't be too too nice you can't be too friendly because at the end of the day 
um, you know, that that person next to you might be fighting for that position that happens to be the same position as yours. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, you know, who wants it more? Who wants to be in that position of like, or have that mentality better yet of like, I'm going to be the one with that position. So it just creates this environment of like, you know, hostility in a way. But, you know, I, I do know that when I was playing professionally, we had, you know, counselors and, and, and psychologists who were there, you know, to help us and just explaining and talking more so of like what it consists to be a part of it. You know, it's a, it can be a nine month or a whole year journey together and that can just create a whole, it can seem like an eternity, right? So I think it's more so of having that report, that, that relationship from coach to player. Um, and just sometimes what would help is, is, you know, maybe teams, coaching staff, whatever, can talk to the players like they're actually human beings. <laughs> a lot of times, you know, the athletes, we athletes, we put our body at risk. We put everything uh, at risk. We uh, beat up our body. We put our mind through hell and whatnot. And sometimes, you know, the staff, the team forgets that and then, they sometimes just treat athletes like robots and like, you know, money makers in the, in the sense, you know, uh, and forget the human side of things. So, you know, but at the end of the day, it is a sports industry business. So, yeah. yeah. You got anything to add, Oscar? Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just like we were saying that that connection you you need to keep as a human being. You know, being in a position like that. Uh, yeah, I just uh, recognize you know people have uh, deep connections and, and uh, deep ambitious to ambitions to to the sport and what they want to do um, long term wise. And sometimes that that that. Um, doesn't always work out. It doesn't go to plan. Yeah. For sure. So let's let's kind of stay on that a little bit. Um, you guys have both played at a high level. You know, Oscar, you out there right now scouting. You're actually on the road um, as a player currently. What is some advice or insights that you could share with the next generation of players out the bay looking to go pro? Yeah, man, I, I think... Um... First things first is, is just building that network uh, and, and putting yourself out there, putting yourself in these environments where the same people are, are after the same thing that you're after, right? Whether that's playing pro or, or trying to go to college or whatever, just I would say hang out and be with people who are seeking the same thing, you know, stay on that path, obviously work hard and all of that stuff, um, but definitely um, just putting yourself out there in that situation where you're gaining that experience uh, and, and, and more, more so just trying to get to that next level. You know, obviously it's, it's, it's a difficult journey, a difficult road, and, and 
what that comes with, but also understanding uh, what that consists of. Like, obviously the hardworking part, but the sacrificing, right? Like, there was a, a coach of mine, he said, you know, like, if you're doing good in, in school or with your family or at home, like, the soccer side of things are going to be easy. You just got to do the right things, you know? So that really resonated with me. And, and you know, I would, to this day, I would like to just keep sharing that, you know? I think it, it's obviously a lot of compromise and things like that, but just sticking around with pe the people that are actually there for you uh, and trying to help you. I think uh, my answer, I guess my mind goes into different directions. Um, I think about, about soccer athletes, soccer players that came up on similar roads or similar streets as Willie and me. And coming from the streets and coming from that background and, and through that journey, we kind of understand all the sacrifice and all the things that, that needs to happen. And then I get to uh, experience the other side and uh, know players that that don't have to go through that same struggle and same sacrifice that that, that we did. And so, you know, it's, it's very different journeys, but um, kind of just have to just really be about it, you know, like all day, every day, and uh, get up and do Alright, so as we, as we kind of wrap this up, um, obviously we're all here because, you know, we're involved with the Town FC. Um, so what what are some of the impacts that you guys are looking forward to making through the town F, the town FC? Yeah, man, I think uh, it's a dope program, a dope uh, just club to be a part of in the in the way of like just trying to help the community out more. I'm big on trying to help community uh, younger generation out, working with uh, former teammates, working with new people i think it's just you know in my in my eyes is it'll it's great for the town great for the people uh great for the community the younger generation um creates more opportunities nonetheless for for those coming up um and and why not be a part of something great so um my biggest thing is working with the community, with the younger generation, and, and providing those opportunities that maybe I didn't have as a kid, right? So being, being part of that, again, goes a long way. That's our show for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us get discovered. Follow us on the socials at the town underscore FC. Stay up to date on important news around the club by signing up for our Town Chronicles newsletter at thetownfc.com. And as always, tweet us your comments on the show, any topics you want us to discuss, and more. Peace out.